It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to The Shit Show. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Shit Show. Now today I am joined by none other than recurring guest Nick, big brother Nick. It's becoming a bit of a habit now, isn't it? It is. It's a, it's a habit I really enjoy. So if you haven't heard Nick on the podcast before, then you need to go back and listen to our GameStop episode and then our episode all about the big stuck ship in the Suez Canal. Or you can just stay put and listen to us talk about how big tech literally copies everything from everyone we knew that like instagram stories were copied from snapchat stories and all that bullshit but when you actually choose to do some digging all these big players have just copied off of each other and i don't know is it even legal are there any more real ideas anymore i guess we'll find out move fast take risks it's okay to try big things you're better off trying something and having it not work and then learning from that than having not done anything at all. So in big tech or like these big social media networks or platforms like Amazon and Apple, etc., etc., there really is this kind of copy, acquire or kill thing. And today we're obviously going to be talking about the copy strand of that phenomena. So one company will see something that another company's done and they will just copy it and build it in-house or they will try and acquire this company doing this really cool, new, innovative shit. Just like, you know, Facebook bought Instagram and WhatsApp. Google bought YouTube. Microsoft did try to buy Slack and actually tried to buy Discord as well. Both of them kind of failed. So there's the, like, acquire strand of this whole thing. Or there is the kill theory, which is where basically companies will either just try and buy a cool new startup doing something cool and then kill it or completely absorb it into their main brand or they'll just try and make life so hard for them that, you know, they don't have enough money to continue. So copy, acquire or kill. Today we're going to talk about copying because my friend said to me recently that he hates this attack of the clones approach to innovation that companies like Facebook seem to be taking. And to be honest, I reckon that attack of the clones way of looking at it sums it up pretty perfectly. And we've found through our slight digging that there, if you look, there are so many fucking examples of this. You only need to scratch the surface to find so many good examples. I know. Okay, start us off with maybe the most obvious. And now, what do Lindsay Lohan, the Hamburglar, and Instagram all have in common? They're all thieves! Something everyone is talking about is basically Instagram is a savage. They took Snapchat's entire business model and made it better. 
That was ballsy. So back in 2013, Snapchat launched Stories. And this was back in the in the peak of my Snapchatting days. Me too. Really trying to build that Snap score. But then obviously in 2016, Instagram came along and basically did a, a copy-paste of Stories. Literally. And I don't know about you, Lucy, but my reaction was what are Instagram doing? So I use Snapchat for my Stories. This is never going to take off. Yeah, I thought it was never going to work. Even when it did launch, hated it. Thought no one is ever going to fucking yep. use this. Yeah, how wrong we were. How wrong we were. I mean, Instagram stories are like the backbone of my business now. <laughs> exactly. You do your best work on Instagram stories. I do. Yep. Instagram just unveiled their new stories feature, which is identical to what Snapchat does. You can understand it at the time, though. In 2016, Facebook and Instagram were really under the pump from Snapchat. They were losing the the, the young audience Big time. Totally. And Snapchat wasn't allowing itself to be bought out by them. Exactly. From Snapchat's perspective, you can understand it. Oh, completely. Did it work out for them as well as they thought it would? I don't know if it did. No. But there's kind of something to be, you know, that one big media platform that's not fucking owned by Instagram Exactly. Although Snapchat is quite large now. It's Mm -hmm. good to have these sort of independent big media companies. But anyway, Instagram took stories and ran with it. And to their credit, they have added a lot of value to the, the concept of stories. Yeah. Having polls, having music embeds in there. Question and answers. The ability to interact with your audience. And that's a big thing for you. Yeah. And the ability to swipe up is something that Instagram, I don't know if they introduced it, but they did it better than Snapchat ever did or ever could. And that has been, I mean, a whole thing in the influencer marketing world. Like influencer marketing would suck if there wasn't a swipe up. And I was reading about this whole Instagram copying Snapchat stories saga and the Instagram CEO at the time actually said when he announced it that Snapchat deserves all the credit. Like he addressed the elephant in the room and was just like, you know, this concept and the implementation is what Snapchat did and they deserve the credit. He was blatantly saying it's a copy paste. And that's just interesting to me. You're not even trying to hide it. There's no shame. There's no shame. Twitter, probably the latest of the the big players to implement stories. They've implemented Fleets not that long ago. Yeah. It's a good name. I quite like the name Fleets because it's like a fleeting fleeting moment. Yeah. It's a play on tweets. But that's beside the point. I'm the biggest Twitter fan in the world, Mm -hmm. but I've never made a fleet and I rarely ever view them. No. Oh my God. I never view them. I never view them. Sometimes I get the someone shared your tweet in a fleet and I'm like, this means nothing to me. <laughs> but that's buzzy. That Twitter, Twitter feels kind of late to the party on that one, eh? They are, they are late to the party, but these things take time to implement as well. Yeah, but like they're fucking late to the party. Facebook stories, they never took off, but they were pretty quick after Instagram. And LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn had fucking stories. Twitter was late with fleets. I can't believe LinkedIn has stories. That's so dumb. What are you posting on your LinkedIn story? I know. Like I'm doing some business today. My latest conference call went mean. Thanks, guys. I feel like the success of these features depends on the audience that are using them. Oh, completely. But do you feel like the people that are implementing these, like the big tech bros, they're just kind of trying to put stories across their platform regardless of their user base. They don't care. They're just going to put them A feature for feature's sake. Yeah, it's a feature for feature's sake. With Twitter, at least, the whole premise of it is short thoughts tweeted out into nowhere, for me at least. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between a tweet and a fleet? A fleet disappears within 24 hours. And and by the nature of the Twitter feed, everything, you're right, unless it goes viral, gets lost within 24 hours. So fleets are adding no value that Twitter doesn't already offer. You're right. On the flip side, though, stories on Instagram, 
if you've got a very curated feed, a feature where you can post a thought and it be gone in 24 hours, that adds value to the platform. Yeah, because with Instagram, you're right. Everyone's so obsessed with their feeds and they're not wanting to put their random day-to-day thoughts on their perfectly curated grid. Exactly. That's a great point. So, I mean, we know that stories works for Instagram. It actually would suck being Snapchat and having this thing that you created be taken Kudos over. to Snapchat. Kudos to Snapchat. I mean, a lot of snaps for Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't even, I did not even realise. Oh, that's how good I am at fucking puns, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Snapchat. You're old news. They cannot sue it all. It's the way of the world. You find something that works and then people copy it. Okay, so we've talked about Instagram stories, Snapchat stories. The fact that I even refer to Instagram stories before I refer to Snapchat stories is kind of testament to how well they were suited to the Instagram platform. How long until you just say stories and people know what you mean with Instagram? Well, we already do that with Siska. We talk about it's on our story. No one would ever assume that it's over Snapchat. That's your only platform. Well, no, we could be doing all this in fleets. Or LinkedIn stories. We have a fucking LinkedIn. But the next thing I want to talk about, and there's been huge announcements about this this week is social audio now social audio when i say this might not mean a lot to some people but this has all stemmed from the rise of clubhouse so for anyone that's kind of not across clubhouse basically it's an app where you go on your phone and you can go into different rooms and listen to people talk You just, you go on your phone, you listen to people talk. It's like a podcast, but real time. It's like walking through a university and just walking into random lecture halls. Yeah, you're going down the hallway and then you go into different rooms and listening to random people's conversations. Just before we go into all the people copying Clubhouse, I personally think it's having a moment, but I don't think social audio is here to stay. I think you've got phone calls, I think you've got podcasts, and I think you've got things like webinars and virtual meetings and shit like that. But I don't know if something like Clubhouse actually has longevity. I'm I'm in the same boat. I haven't really taken Clubhouse, I don't want to say seriously, but it's not part of my daily social media rotation. No. And neither. It probably is for a lot of people. I mean, it's still only offered on Apple devices. It's not even open to Android yet. So, I mean, the user base is kind of limited there. They're still worth $4 billion, though, so they are definitely worth talking about. Also, from February to March, their downloads dropped 72%. So maybe it was a pandemic boom thing. You know, we're all locked inside. Let's just try this new thing out. Like Tiger King. Like Tiger King, like House Party. Has anyone checked on House Party lately? What are they up to? Who knows? So all these companies, the Facebooks of the world, you know, the Spotify's of the world, have seen Clubhouse absolutely booming and all decided, right, it's time to copy it. It's time to start looking at social audio. So this week, Facebook announced, and it's really funny because I listened to this through a Discord stage, which is a copy of Clubhouse, which is funny. Anyway, I listened to Mark Zuckerberg talk to Casey Newton, who's a great like platform analyst, and he writes a great newsletter called Platformer, not sponsored. Casey was talking to Zuck all about these new audio platforms that he was about to launch. So Facebook is going to launch an audio-only version of Rooms, which is their video conferencing product that it launched when they saw Zoom massively spike. So Another look, one. We didn't even research that one. We didn't even research it. Actually, that's just a really good tangent, just really quickly. So it went like Skype, and then there was probably something in between Skype and Zooms, but there's Skype, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, 
Google Meet, like they're all just copies of each other. Anyway, Facebook's also launching a Clubhouse-like product that will let people listen and interact with speakers on a virtual stage. Pretty much just Clubhouse, but within Facebook. They're also going to launch a product that will let Facebook users record brief voice messages and post them into their news feeds, which is like, you know, making a status or whatever, but with your voice. Twitter has that feature already. Does it? You can record voice apps and post them as tweets. Can you? Yeah. That obviously hasn't taken off because I'm not across it. Fucking hell, I didn't know that. They're also going to be launching like a podcast discovery product with Spotify. So Facebook is kind of not just dipping their toes into the social audio. They are taking everything they can and copying it because they have the money and the means. But I wouldn't call this innovation. It's just copying. I mean, Twitter has launched Spaces, which is their version of Clubhouse. Spotify has bought Betty Labs, who created a sports-focused social app called Locker Room, and they're going to turn that into their own version of Clubhouse. Slack now has virtual hallways, and their CEO said, I've always believed the good artists copy, great artists steal thing. So we're just building Clubhouse into Slack, essentially. At least they're being honest about it. I mean, yeah, blatancy. Discord, which already had voice channels, now has stage channels. Is LinkedIn going to be the next one to do this? LinkedIn has already announced professionals speak. Well, there we are. Well, there we fucking are. So, So social audio is the thing in the moment right now that everyone's trying to copy. And it honestly is just fascinating and phenomenally wild. Like when you lay it all out like this. Like I've researched this and I'm still shocked talking to you now and exactly. about it. It's fucking insane. Have you thought about putting Cisco on any of these social audio apps? Well, I'm very much where should I put my energy while it's just one of us or two of us or three of us? Mm. And it doesn't feel like putting it into something that isn't going to, one, help build a brand for us, which these are just would just be extensions of our brand that is being built on Instagram and other platforms. And two... You can't actually monetize these things yet. So I'm either going to be looking at how to expand the brand or how to monetize the brand. And these don't fit any of my needs right now. So so if you want to listen to Lucy, you have to tune into the Shit Show podcast. Absolutely. If you want to actually hear from the horse's mouth, I can promise you that podcasts for now are it. I do want to talk about TikTok as well. Because TikTok is another one that people are just fucking trying to copy-paste. Well, are they the copier or are they being copied? We must remember Vine from back in the day. True. I've thrown you into a tailspin there, haven't I? You have. I mean, you're right because Vine... It's where the medium took off, right? It's, It's totally where the medium took off. They just didn't have the whole algorithm thing to help keep people trapped and you would revine things and it wasn't really it, but... That's true. I'm sad for Vine now. So while I'm talking about TikTok, please keep in mind, Vine walked so TikTok could run. (laughs) (laughs) So TikTok is another one like Snapchat that isn't owned by Facebook. Hilarious that that's even like a thing I need to say, that TikTok isn't owned by Facebook. But Facebook slash Instagram have tried to replicate TikTok, haven't they? Of course they have. Instagram Reels. Which I don't like, and they're not going to take off. Everybody just posts their TikToks on Instagram Reels, right? Exactly. And, like, you know, there were rumors that if you started posting to Instagram Reels, the algorithm would favor your Reels and more people would see them and it would be better than your feed posts. I haven't actually seen that work out. You also said not 10 minutes ago that you wouldn't think Instagram Stories would take off. True. So maybe what I think is wrong, like Clubhouse failing in the future, is actually 
what's going to be really right. And I'm just on the opposite of the Oracle. Interestingly enough, by the way, I don't know if we've made it clear that Instagram is owned by Facebook, but just for a refresher, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Facebook launched a nearly identical standalone app to TikTok called Lasso or Lasso, which has not actually gained any traction. I didn't actually know that. I think this might be their best marketing yet, me yeah, mentioning it. Everybody go download Lasso, Lasso. <laughs> yeah, no, it won't be happening. Netflix now has their own version of TikTok where you can just watch like short little grabby clips, which, you know, they already have trailers. I was going to say, aren't, are they not just trailers? I haven't watched enough to know. I think they're rolling them out slowly, so I haven't actually watched any. And YouTube's done a similar thing, where they're introducing a TikTok-like feature. But I actually think people go to the likes of Netflix and YouTube for slightly different content, for slightly longer content. I actually think it's a bit of a... Backward step? A bit of a backward step and a bit of a dumb idea, because you don't want an audience that you already have that's willing to watch longer videos to just retract back into only having the attention for short videos. Is this another another example of feature for feature's sake, where the feature doesn't necessarily line up with the audience's interpretation of the product? I think it's definitely features for feature's sake, and I think companies like this have the money to do features for feature's sake and see if by some grace of good luck it will catch on. If you throw enough shit at the wall, some of it's going to stick, right? Absolutely. So I can totally see why they're doing it. I just think it's kind of counterproductive because you want people to be able to keep watching your three-minute-plus videos or your trailers or your series, if we're talking about Netflix. Series, movies. Yeah. And then that's another thing, not to do a TikTok, but streaming platforms like Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, like everything plus. It's it's another it's another copy paste well, situation. Let's not get down that road. No. Just a few quick other ones that I want to talk about is newsletters. I'm really into newsletters right now. Substack launched a subscriber newsletter platform, which worked out real well for it, but now Obviously, everyone else is kind of jumping on board with this idea. Twitter has just bought Review, which is going to be Twitter's own newsletter platform where you can pay to subscribe to newsletters through your favorite Twitterers. Tweeters, I think. Some of us would probably say tweeters if some of us had thought hard enough about it. (laughs) Um, Facebook have also just said they're going to launch their own newsletter platform. It's just, you know, another textbook copy-paste example. Also, some other features like fucking hashtags. They started on Twitter, now they're everywhere. At usernames, started on Twitter, now they're everywhere. And even like likes, the idea of likes. Twitter used to have favourites with a little star. Now they've changed to likes with a love heart because it's obviously just what people know from all these other platforms and it's going to work better, I guess, in their heads. I'm waiting for the Twitter poke feature from the OG Facebook days. Oh my God, I know. I actually just tweeted about that. Does anyone still use the poke feature slash does it still exist slash why did it ever exist? Just a quirk. They're just quirky over there at Facebook. What about feed, Nick? Like Facebook invented the feed. Did they invent the feed? Long, long ago, there was a thing called MySpace. Yeah. Oh, it was before my time, so I don't know. Did they have a feed? Oh, I used Bebo. Bebo. I, did Bebo have a feed? I can't remember if Bebo had a feed if you just v- visited other people's pages. Pages. God, what a horrible place Bebo was. Bebo was pretty toxic, actually. I'd love to do a whole episode on Bebo. I wish Bebo still existed. Same, just so we could go and see. Just for curiosity. Just I remember you had what... your other half, and it really caused some fights between me and my friends. Mm. Well, anyway, Facebook, to me, invented the news feed, 
And then LinkedIn took on feed and Twitter's got a feed and Instagram's got a feed and we refer to them all as feeds. But like, you know, that started for my generation with the Facebook feed and it's just been fucking copy pasted. Everything is just becoming each other. It's insane. It's insane. It is. Every social network is essentially the same at the end of the day. It is. And you just go there for kind of different content or a different tone. Different tone, definitely. Different tone. The thing that we are trying to do at Facebook is just help people connect and communicate more efficiently. That when you give everyone a voice and give people power, the system usually ends up in a really good place. So Okay, so Nick, do you think, because all these fucking tech bros are just copying each other and it's because they all have the money to do so... Are they above copyright law? Like, they just seem to not give a fuck. I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on United States copyright law. I mean, no. We never pretend we're experts on shit you should care about. None of us are experts. No. But the concept of copying and innovating isn't exactly new. Look at sampling in music, for example. Taking an idea that someone has already had and using that to create a new version. The difference there is that copyright laws exist in the music realm yeah. through royalties and, and the, the original artist gets a fair, in theory, a fair share. Mm-hmm. The difference here is that there are no copyright laws to protect commercial ideas in that sense. And I almost feel like I'm starting to, to take the, the big business side and feel sorry for them, but I'm not. Oh my God, why would you ever feel sorry for them? They fucking have the money that they can just see any idea they want. I wouldn't even call it innovation. They can see any idea they want and just like literally build it. And if it fails... It's kind of no skin off the nose. Exactly. We do um, not sympathise with the big tech. <laughs> not, not on this podcast. No. Um, at the same time, though, do we really want big tech to have control over more stuff? If they start getting their fingers into copyright law and patent law, is that another aspect of our society that big tech is going to control? True. So it's almost better that everyone can see these ideas and start to implement them themselves. Yeah. Rather than the big guys of the world. Locking it all down. Locking it down. That's a really good point. I mean, I actually don't know how you can even copyright ideas, especially not now. Like, I understand you can patent, like, products that you've created or, you know, standalone niche things. But I struggle to really believe that there are any, like, new ideas especially it's interesting that you brought up music because there's a number of chords you can use a number of words in the world where you can you know pick lyrics from so there's only certain progressions there's only so many variants of chords and words Mm. so i struggle to to think that there are any like new new ideas in the world that one can own and say that they haven't had any influence in the creation of it at the end of the day, that's how we learn, though, isn't it? Totally. We, we, we listen to Beethoven and Mozart. And, mm-hmm. and we adapt. And we adapt. And everyone's had their own similar experience with this, like, you know, the let me copy your homework, mm-hmm. I'll just change it up a little bit sort of aspect. Or like when you your teacher says, don't copy directly from the textbook, and it's like, he was born in the year 2000, and you have to be like, in the year 2000, he was born. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. right? Yeah. I did see that in a tweet. So this is kind of me taking a tweet I saw and innovating from that. We're all hypocrites at the end of the day, oh, aren't we? Oh, totally. There's no new ideas, so obviously I'm going to regurgitate one that I've already seen. So I do think it's been normalised and it's kind of fine, even though I hate it, that big tech sees ideas from other big tech and takes them and implements them themselves. Because often it will benefit the user. I'll have a better experience on their platform or I won't have to go to seven different platforms to be able to do what I want to do. 
But I do just think it's like fucking crushing for startups. Because like we've said multiple times, big tech have the money to basically play around with whatever they want. Facebook can go and launch all these weird social audio things without really having to worry about the fact that they, a lot of them are going to fail, like Lasso, their TikTok fucking failed. It's a couple million off the bottom line, but when you're turning over billions, does it even matter? Absolutely. So, so I wonder for startups, it's like, do you even want to have your own good idea anymore? Because it could just get taken. Or is it smarter to just sit there and wait for someone else to have this real mean idea that you can just adapt or, or copy, as we're seeing Well, done? it's the copy, acquire, or kill. If you're a startup, would you rather be copied, acquired, or, or killed? And that actually kind of sucks because then you're seeing a lot of these great little startups either go in with the intention to be acquired and then the power is still in the hands of the man, of the one person. Like, it makes it really hard to be an independent startup whose goal is not to go out there and be acquired because it's totally understandable that you're building this thing and you want compensation from it. So obviously it's easier to sell it than be fighting the likes of Facebook or Apple, you know? Exactly. Started Facebook when I was 19, right? So I was just a kid, right? And I knew nothing about business and nothing had ever been written about me. So a lot of these experiences along the way have been really new and it took me some getting used to. So at the end of the day, can anything even really be done about this whole anti-competitive environment. This is interesting because what we've been talking about, I'm sure to a lot of you, sounds competitive. It sounds like these companies are competing with each other to create the best product or the best platform. Competing to steal that audience back. Totally. But it's very anti-competitive because it's only these big four or five companies that are competing with each other. They're all kind of monopolies in their own right. So the fact that Facebook, Google, and Amazon or whatever are competing with each other doesn't create an environment where small startups with great ideas can even get a leg up. It just means their ideas will be absorbed. And again, these these four big companies will be competing with each other. It's, it's all about like power. And governments are aware of it. So last year, Democrats from the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Antitrust, big boring name. Big name. Big boring name. Released a 400-page report into whether Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google engage in anti-competitive behaviors. And surprise, surprise, yes, they do. So the report says... To put it simply, companies that once were scrappy underdog startups that challenged the status quo have become the kinds of monopolies we last saw in the era of oil barons and railroad tycoons. That sums it up really well, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? So people working within big oil, their companies had to get split up because they had too much power and control. Mm. And that's one of the options for how we tackle the anti-competitive environment within these big companies is... They've got so much control over basically every sphere. Break them up. Like, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> Dear as, the, as the great prophet Kanye West once said. As the great prophet said. It feels like nothing can actually be done about it right now. I mean, the report recommends new laws that could, like I said, potentially break up these tech companies. And new laws that could make it harder for them to pursue acquisitions because they're just going to keep buying up everything and and then owning everything if nothing changes. The government also calls for clarifying existing antitrust laws with the goal of making them easier to enforce, which just sounds like 
kind of jibber-jabber that's not really going to make much difference. But for now, the report recommends high-level guidance to Congress for potential future legislation. So basically, it's not going to lead to any immediate action and no immediate change. And this anti-competitive environment is going to continue. I just feel like all these people are going to stay in power, right? And they're going to keep cloning and copying everything they see. And they're going to keep saying that it's their own innovation when it's not. The easier it is to build products, um, the more people build products. So all of this sounds shit or, or great, depending on what way you're looking at it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if companies don't copy and innovate, Will they end up like the MySpaces, the Foursquares, to an extent the Tumblers of the world, where they haven't taken on board these quite obviously good ideas and they've paid the ultimate price for it? Yeah, well, well, that's true. You have to stay relevant. It just rubs me the wrong way that we have to do that by copying other people's good ideas. And that probably just comes from an ideas woman herself. Like, I have ideas and... I mean, I see so many copycat shit you should care about accounts and like even under the same name. And every time I see it, it just it pisses me off a little bit. But I'm always like, no, I could do it better. This is my baby. I've just got to do it better. So it kind of keeps driving me forward. Mm. But in saying that, it is a piss off seeing people copy your shit. So I'm really of the mindset that you should think of your own ideas and use your own ideas and then... And then you won't just have all these big monopolies in power stealing each other's ideas. But unfortunately, it is the way of the world. It must make you feel a little bit good that... I mean, it's the highest form of flattery, isn't it? Exactly. And like... I'm sure Snapchat thinks the same way. Oh, see, I'm sure they don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're going to have a hard time making a lot of money. This has actually been really fun to sink my teeth into and, and get a little bit riled up over. I know. And, and just to see how many things are actually just copied and pasted versions of other things. It's been really interesting. I'm sure we could look into so many other industries and see the exact same thing. but Oh, totally. I mean, this definitely doesn't just happen in tech, but tech is kind of the space that is so fun to look into right now. Exactly. But... As usual, everyone, if you've got thoughts, if you think differently to us or the same as us, please do come to at shit you should care about, the only real account, not one of the many copied accounts, um, and send us your thoughts. Come to the Shit Show podcast Instagram or the Facebook group or the Facebook page. So soon to be the, the Facebook social audio group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll fleet about this, won't you? You'll, you'll post a quick fleet. Post a quick fleet. Might even make a LinkedIn professional story or whatever the fuck <laughs> they're doing over there. You can basically find us wherever you want to find us. Please share this episode with anyone that you think might find it interesting. Or anybody that's copied from you. Yes, or anyone that's copied from you. Thanks, Nick, for joining me on another ep. Thanks for having me again. Oh, we love it. And um, we will see you next week, hopefully, or before then. Bye, everyone. See you later. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.